This episode is sponsored by Cozy. Did you know there's an organizing app designed just for families? If you're starting to feel busy again, and honestly, when did we ever really stop, and your calendar is filling up with more events and kids' activities than all of last year, why not do your future self a favor and get Cozy? That's C-O-Z-I. Cozy is the number one organizing app that families use to juggle school schedules, practices, meetings, doctor's appointments, and even a workout or a date night. Imagine that. It was even named a must-have app for a better life by the Today Show. With Cozy, you'll be all set up so everyone knows who's doing what, when, and where. Cozy will even send emails every morning with the day's agenda, so no more missed pickups or double bookings. Here's how it works. Cozy tracks everyone's schedules and events in one place with a shared color-coded calendar. Cozy even reminds others about events so you don't have to. The best part? It's free. Just download Cozy Family Organizer from the App Store. Again, that's C-O-Z-I to get the free app today. You're listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so glad that you're here as always. And this is not your typical Monday episode, which is usually just an interview. Um, this is actually an experience. So I'm speaking with Frank Ilaridi. He's a four-time Emmy award-winning journalist, quantum emotion healer, and co-founder of Modern Nirvana, which is an organization dedicated to helping practitioners take control of their spiritual and physical well-being by sharing both ancient practices and modern biohacks. And if you go to their YouTube channel, you will be blown away by some of the things that they're doing right now. We're talking about third eye viewing and the like, and I have linked that, of course, in the show notes. But I actually met Frank at Dave Asprey's seventh annual biohacking conference that I went to a few months ago. Um, we were sitting at the same table for lunch, and we just started talking, and it was it was one of the best conversations that I had all weekend. So, of course, um, I had to have him on the show and and share his work with you. Now, in this episode, like I said, it's not a typical episode. It's actually more of an experience. And Frank is turning his quantum emotional healing skills on me with a live healing session focusing on releasing negative trapped emotions from my body so that I can have healthier relationships and even just creating space for new opportunities in my life. Now, if you would have asked me five years ago if I would have been comfortable doing something like this on a platform to be shared with people literally all over the world... Uh, my answer would have been no thank you. But honestly, I'm at a point in my life now where this this kind of thing is so fascinating to me and so useful that I'm open to doing it. I'm open to getting vulnerable and sharing things with you that I haven't really shared with anyone. Um, and that's because I trust you and I'm grateful that you're tuning in. And And my goal ultimately is, is to uplift every single listener who's tuning in. And by getting vulnerable and doing things like this, I think that that happens, you know, the light disinfects and I think it inspires others to seek healing as well. So that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm sharing it out. And uh, I hope that you gain benefit from that. I truly, truly do. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Like I said, I hope it inspires you to create more space to start considering what is possible, um, not just in what we see and what we hold in our hands, but healing found in the quantum field and what that could mean for your life and those that you love. So please enjoy this episode with Frank Ilaridi. Well, hello, Frank. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Me too. Hello. 
Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we met at Dave uh, Dave Asprey's biohacking conference. I don't think there's any coincidences. I'm so glad we were sitting at the same table. Um, but to just to jump right in, you know, you are a four-time Emmy-winning journalist, and yet you do something completely different now with your life energy. What were the events in your life that led you to doing the work that you're doing now? Mm, good question. And it's it's actually a really funny thing because I was, I want to say where I work, but it's also that I was freelance. So I worked at so many places. But the one of the biggest ones was ABC News and Good Morning America. And it still is. Like I freelance there. I work for them when there's a big story. But when I was there, you know, consistently and it was my full-time job, they would always laugh because they'd be like, oh, Frank, the crystal guy. <laughs> or, oh, Frank, like what are you doing now? You know? And some of the stuff wasn't even as crazy as um, the things that I do now. You know what I mean? But it was like things like acupuncture or cupping or crystals, which now is so, so common and so mainstream. And to them, it was like this weird hippie thing. And I remember one time I did an interview with Hillary Clinton and and she was like, it was the first time she was running. Um, And I had crystals in my pocket and the secret service like stopped me and it was a big thing. And they were like, what is this? Like, I remember them calling it special rocks. And it was so funny because he like radio, he radios in and he goes, um, are they allowed to bring in special rocks? And then on the other call, they were like, no. And so they made me leave my crystals outside. <laughs> but it was like such a different time. And we're only talking like six, eight years ago. I mean, this is not a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, I don't work with crystals anymore. That's like, so now we're like quantum stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, it's just so beyond. Um, But it was always like, they would laugh and they'd always be like, Frank, you're a, you're a walking segment 13, which was like our, our segment of like weird health, interesting trends Mm -hmm. kinds of thing. Um, So it was always there. And, and it's not like I necessarily had like a big awakening. It was always, that was my life. That was my personal life. When I wasn't working, I was meditating. I was doing kundalini yoga. I was traveling the world, working with different spiritual healers from Brazil to Lebanon to um, Mexico, just all over. And I started sharing these stories um, on a YouTube channel. And the channel was called Modern Nirvana, which is now my company. But at the time, it was just a YouTube channel. And it took off and I had 40 million views and it did really well. And people wanted to know about these like third eye phenomenons happening around the world. So little by little, it was like it couldn't be ignored and that was becoming my life. And so then I started biohacking and speaking at different biohacking conferences and speaking at Hay House Radio and you know, that just kind of became my life. And now it's so, you know, I'm, I'm openly doing healings where before I was only working with like certain celebrities, royal members, like high net worth individuals. And now it's just, um, it's my, it's my life. And I happen to do journalism on the side. Wow. So it's completely switched now. Was it, was it difficult to, to lean into that, to lean into your, your seeker mentality, your, your soul's calling? Did you, did a part of you just want to keep it hidden until you just literally couldn't anymore? That's a good question. And it's, it's not even that I was trying to keep it hidden, although what I was trying to keep hidden 
for sure was not the seeking. The seeking I was very open about and I couldn't wait to tell when I would discover something new, it's like I would I would tell my whole family, I would tell my friends, I would try to bring them with me. Like when I did plant medicine, I'm like, all right, my whole family's coming with me. <laughs> when I, you know, started doing emotional healing and learning that, I literally bought sessions for everybody in my family. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm that kind of person. If I read a book and I like it, I'm gonna buy twenty of them and give them away. And so that part, I never kept a secret or even wanted to. But the part that I did was my own ability to heal or to teach or to speak. I really just that part I kept undercover. And it was more like I wanted to be this sort of like the Oprah personality where she brought attention to these people rather than doing the thing. Yeah. Oh, that completely resonates. I yeah. totally get that. I mean, I'm right there with mm. you. I think that's probably why you, you know, were interested in journalism because you did have this curious mind. You know, you wanted to discover, mm. and then it was, you know, that's just an intrinsic part of who you are. Absolutely, yeah. What revelations um, have you discovered since doing this work? Has anything truly surprised you and completely, you know, just shocked your worldview, even when you already had? all of these these layers of, of understanding, of great understanding of like the energetic realm, the spiritual realm? Yeah, I think there's probably two things that shocked me the most and continue to, it's not something that the mind can even grasp. And so you don't try anymore. You just accept it as something that is possible and that we can do. But there's two things. One is the third eye phenomenons that I um, that I documented on my YouTube channel. Those were really the videos that that. So I would get like twenty, thirty thousand views originally when I first started, and then I started getting millions when I started doing these third eye videos. And what it was is I traveled to several different countries, including here in the United States, where people were blindfolded and some of them I would tape their eyes shut and then blindfold them on top of that and they could still see everything going on in the room everything I mean I would hold up books and they would read the books and so it started out with like kids 12 and under because I went to somebody who said she could only teach kids under the age of 12 Mm -hmm. and then I went to Utah and that was in England then I went to Utah and they were teaching adults and even some that were partially blind. And then I went to Germany, and they were teaching people who were kids, adults, and even people who were 100% fully blind. They use a walking stick. They have a a card from the government saying this person's 100% legally blind. They cannot see. On top of that, I would blindfold them. They would activate their third eye and their, their mind's eye, and all of a sudden they can see everything. And they only activate it when they need it because it's exhausting. It's really exhausting on the mind. I learned it myself. And I would literally, we would learn from like 8 a.m. till 4 p.m. And I would go to my hotel and I would sleep till like 8 or 9 a.m. the next morning. And I mean, it's just, it was exhausting. And so I can see why they do that. But that, as many times as I documented it, I think I have like eight videos about it. And every time I'm like, is this real? Like, what am I missing here? Yeah. And, and every time I, w- I would go a step, even when I was doing it and I was blindfolded and I could see everything and I'm like, how am I cheating right now? What am I doing that's, you know what I mean? <laughs> I kept thinking like, I kept thinking I was like peeking under the blindfold or something, but then you have to remember yeah. that your eyes are shut and that there's a blindfold on top of that and there's styrofoam all around the blindfold. So 
that definitely changed my view of what's possible and what we actually are and that we are not a body and that we're so much more than that. Mm. So that was that. The second thing that I would say um, is plant medicine. You know, working with plant medicine has completely shifted my perspective to a cosmic scale. Um, So many times I'm just like... uh, catapulted out of my body even when I'm just like chatting with somebody or walking down the stairs doing my laundry and I'll have this moment of like that remembrance of what we actually are and how Mm. big the cosmic field is and laundry doesn't seem so important in that moment (laughs) right right I was gonna say it seems like a construct of the mind even like I'm like is there even laundry or is this a am I imagining that I'm doing my laundry you know how do you how do you reckon that those two worlds? I mean, the physical, the mundane, with you know this this esoteric, this ephemeral thing that we can't really grasp with our physical hands, but you know because you've experienced it in your own body. You've done these these ayahuasca retreats, and you know you've seen books and things with your eyes completely hidden. How do you resolve those two sides and and live a normal life and not feel like you're going crazy? Yeah, great question, and that is actually. The trick and the secret and the I mean you can go live in a cave and just be completely enlightened and sit with yourself or you can decide I'm gonna live here in the world and and embrace it like it's such a joke among some of my friends who are really in this world as well because they'll go and they'll sit and meditate for hours and I'm like I'm just gonna go watch a cartoon <laughs> or a sitcom because Sometimes it's like the meditation even is just too much, mm-hmm. you know, I'll like I'll leave my body and I just need to just um I need to really be rooted back in the world. And so the way I do that is I will literally like build a fort in my living room and just watch cartoons for hours, you know, and, and sometimes I just need that. Yeah. And, and the whole trick is learning how to integrate. I think that these plant medicine ceremonies or whatever it is that you do that, that takes you to that space is a big part of it. But the bigger part is the integration after. Mm. You know, like really be gentle with yourself and learn to be back in the world. And what makes shamans shamans is that they have a foot in the spirit world and a foot in the material world. And they're kind of in both. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've worked with Shaman yeah. Durek and, and he's talked about how yeah. a lot of his, his family has, has gone insane because they can't handle the one foot in and one foot out. I mean, is that something that you that you work on with the clients that you work with? I mean, having them explore these realms with or without, you know, the assistance of other tools and then to be able to live a life where they're truly in it and purposeful and happy and joyful? Uh, that's interesting what you said, too, about Shaman Dirk. I hadn't heard that, but it makes sense. I mean, there's so much like I've basically decided no more plant medicine and I won't mm-hmm. do it anymore. Um, I think it's a great, amazing tool, but I've also done nearly 20 ceremonies. And oh, for wow. me, it's just like, I'm good. Um, I'm good with doing any more, you know? Um, and so uh, I would say that when, when I work with clients, I'm not really taking them to that world at all. Um, I might be there and I might be working in it, but for them, it's more just clearing invisible wounds that we mm-hmm. all have. And so stay here and be here in this world. We're here for a reason. We, we created this incredible existence and, you know, it's, it's okay to enjoy it and to love it and to be light here. And so when I'm working with clients, I'll usually just help them have a better, lighter life here. So we'll find trapped emotions 
that come from either a very specific major life trauma or specific relationships that they want to heal or areas of their life. I had a client um, a few days ago who wanted to work on her, she said she had um, blocks in her writing career. And, you know, she's been trying to take off her writing career for years now and nothing's happening. That was like, when was that? It wasn't yesterday. It was like four days ago. Yesterday, I get a text from her and she's like, oh my God, you're magic. And she's like, I don't know what happened, but something's going on. She screen grabs a message from her agent who's like, hey, somebody's interested in your book. Let's get on the phone. Mm. And that one, I like that example because I actually have two that are similar. I worked with uh, a reporter friend of mine who she's been, she was a big network reporter uh, for uh, more than a decade. And after having a baby and getting married, she hasn't worked in about a year, year and a half. And she said, nobody's getting back to her agent. They're Mm. not coming in. They're not getting offers. So we did a session together and same. She goes, you're literally magic. I don't know what happened, but she had to cancel our second session, which was only a week later because CBS hired her um, to do, to be like their weekend reporter. And so she's like, sorry, I can't do our session. I have, I got a job. And so what I basically do is there are blocks in people's lives where um, maybe they have self-worth issues. Maybe they have, um, you know, feeling taken for granted at their last job or whatever it is. And, and that's now keeping them from getting a job now, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the one, with the second one that had, um, that was that was wanting to be an author and not getting offers, there was so much from this one age at like, I think it was like 20 or 21. And I was like, what happened back then? And she said, oh my God, I thought I, I thought I had already worked through that with my therapist. Um, she said, that was the year that I almost took my life. Mm-hmm. I was in the army to pay for college and I knew I didn't want to be in the army, but I was doing it to pay for school. And so I finally got out of it. All these, all these um, things that happened to her at that age we're now 10 years later, 12 years later, blocking her from getting the writing career she wanted. Yeah. So these are invisible wounds that people have and they don't even know they have. What do you think is going on like on an atomic level that is creating this block? Because it's a very real phenomenon, yeah. you know, and then you do these breakthrough mm-hmm. sessions and their life changes so quickly. I mean, what do you think is really going on energetically? Yeah, I think what's happening energetically is that um, some emotion during a traumatic moment in your life. And it can, and traumatic is not always a big car accident. A traumatic could just be something that was traumatic to you. It could, it could be seemingly so small. Um, somebody said something to you and it made you feel like your love was unreceived or that you were frustrated, whatever it, could, whatever it is. And if it goes unprocessed, you know, because there's so much that your mind has to do when you're sleeping and um, or even surviving when you're up and you have a test tomorrow and that you need to study for or you need to run and go to work and get ready and take care of the kids or whatever it is. And your body and your brain, sorry, it says, I'll I'll save this for later. Mm. I'll process this later. And sometimes they go unprocessed and we store these emotions in our body. 
This episode is brought to you by Sambacol. Sambacol Black Elderberry is the original black elderberry supplement. Black elderberry, if you didn't already know, has been used for centuries in traditional folk remedies and it's prized for its anti-inflammatory properties and high antioxidant content. I first came across black elderberry in Ireland and I fell in love with it there. As a busy mom, I cannot afford to be down for the count. I need to feel strong, healthy, and I want support for my immune system, and that's where Sambacol comes in. So Sambacol makes it super easy to feel your best all year round. If you are interested in trying them out for yourself and your family, head on over to SambacolUSA.com and be sure to use my code MOTHER15 to save 15% off your order. And if you need any recommendations on which products to choose, they're all great, but my personal favorite are the gummies. They're actually my kids' favorites too, so I just pop them in first thing in the morning uh, with the rest of my supplements and I'm good to go. And sometimes they go unprocessed and we store these emotions in our body. And so you could have, you know, 10 different emotions keeping you from... Um, the income that you want. You could have another 15 around your heart. You could have 12 emotions regarding your relationship with your partner, your mother. Um, and so there's so many. And, and in one session, it's like years of therapy. Um, mm. I get messages where people are like, is it normal? I feel very dizzy and I, I just want to <laughs> go to sleep or, you know, cause it's like, you really were holding on to these things for so long and now yeah. you're not. And it can take like a week or two to fully integrate that feeling of it's really just feeling light and a lightness mm -hmm. is it's a beautiful, nice feeling. But sometimes people associate that with like, I feel dizzy, I feel sick. And it's like, no, you're just feeling how you should feel, <laughs> but it's taking right. you a second like to process it. So what actually happens during these sessions? Are you hypnotizing yeah. people? Are you just, you know, I, just tell us, uh, yeah. especially, you know, we have a lot of parents listening in, you know, I think that this could be beneficial to so many of the mothers tuning in and, and what actually mm -hmm. happens during these sessions. Yeah, I love working with mothers, especially because there's always that feeling usually of taken for granted. It always mm -hmm. comes up and at least once when I'm working with a mother, there's always like one instance of feeling taken for granted. Um, and that's something I think a lot of mothers can relate to. What I'm doing is I'm tapping into a person's subconscious with their permission. And then I will um, use a chart. And I love this chart because um, my friend actually, Dr. Bradley Nelson, created it. And it helps me use muscle testing to kind of pinpoint where on the chart the trapped emotion is. And then mm -hmm. I will use magnets. Everything in this world is magnetic. I worked with a, uh, like a curandera, a healer in Mexico who really helped me learn with mag. I was already using magnets um, thanks to Dr. Bradley Nelson's work, but um, she really helped me perfect it. So I'll use magnets like these and I just swipe mm -hmm. them over my own meridian here over my head and I do it for the client that I'm working with. And and I'm, and I'm literally clearing it. And speaking of Shaman Jerk, who you brought earlier, brought up earlier, when I did his podcast a couple of, uh, maybe like two years ago now, it was the second time I did his podcast, and we were talking about how I use magnets to clear, and he said, oh, it's interesting, because in shamanism, we also use magnets to clear emotions. Um, mm. So there is so much synergy from different cultures mm -hmm. that, that use the same things and and everything in this world is magnetic and you can clear the frequency or the energy the energetic um component of, of a trapped emotion just by swiping a magnet over that area 
Um, wow. And I can demonstrate it if you'd like. I don't know if you want to do a live oh, one yeah. or not, but would you want I'd to? Love, yeah, because I was, I was going to say, like, do they uh-huh. have to be in the room with you or can it be done virtually? Oh, virtually. Most of my clients are different countries. Oh, um, wow. And so okay, different yeah, countries let's... or different cities. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> I'll just take a second to connect with you. And um, actually, before I start, what is what would you like to work on? Is there um, a certain traumatic event or even just an area of your life? I think it's uh, so hard. Um, I think for me, maybe just being more open hearted, you know, like my I grew up as a military brat. So we would move every two years. You build relationships and then you you know have to say goodbye. So I think mm. over time, I kind of just built more of a wall protection around my heart. And even now, you know, after all the meditation and yoga and uh, all the all those things, like I still feel like a little guarded, you know, with mm. with everyone. OK, so I like that you brought that up because and they're they're usually it, it's usually one to three sessions. Um, to do something called a heart wall, where there's literally a wall of emotions around the heart. And when we clear it, it's actually probably the most powerful of all the sessions that I do, but also um, might take the most work. Like some people, excuse me, some people need two or three sessions. So um, we can start now and and just clear as many as your subconscious will let me, um, you know, in one session. Okay. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) All right, let's do it. So going to connect with you for a second. Okay, good. Perfect. And okay, um, can we clear any trapped emotions around your heart? Yeah, do you have a heart wall up? Okay, good. Um, Who's the first trapped emotion in column A, column B? And I don't know if, so some people might be able to see my hands or not, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing muscle testing with my, with my fingers. So um, is the first trapped emotion in column A? No, column B. Okay. Odd row, even row. Row two, row four, row six. Pride, shame, shock, unworthy, worthless, worthless. Okay, so the first one is worthless. And I can get an age for each one of these so that you know when they actually started and what happened. Um, do you mind saying your age? Uh, I, I'm 37. I didn't think about okay, that. Perfect. So <laughs> it's good. Um, did this occur before the age of 35? Yeah. Before the age of 30, before the age of 25, after 25, 25, 26, 27, 28. So the first one is worthlessness and it's from the age of 28. Mm. Does anything come to mind? Do we need to know more? No. Can we clear it? I don't know. And if nothing comes to mind, you don't, it's totally fine. I'm going to go ahead and clear it anyway. I did a, I don't know if you've ever had Dr. Daniel Amen on your podcast. No, not yet. Um, not yet. So he is a friend and he's done my, he's scanned my brain before. And um, he, I remember one time he was like, did you ever hit your head right here? You have, you have like trauma on the head, mm. on the back. And I was like, no, never. He said, you've never had an accident there? And I said, nope. And he's like, okay. And I go home, I'm, I go to bed, and I think it was the next morning, I wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, I hit my head so hard once in the gym sauna because I didn't see the light that they had because it was mm-hmm. so foggy. Mm-hmm. And there was blood everywhere. I went to the ER, they stapled my head, <laughs> but I totally forgot. And you know, sometimes we don't remember mm-hmm. the traumas that we have. And so, um, so I totally, you know, I understand and you can watch this back later and maybe something will come back, but, um, your subconscious will tell me if I need to know more in order to clear it. 
Oh, I'm taking notes. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, good, good. Usually what I do is I send somebody a full list yeah. of notes after, but I just, for the sake of time, we'll just go on with the session. Yeah. So, all right, can we clear more? Yeah, good. Column A, column B, odd row, even row, row two, row four, row six, row four. Depression, frustration, indecisiveness, panic, taking from inherited okay so the next one's actually an inherited emotion from one of your parents and we'll see who you inherited it from is this inherited depression inherited frustration inherited indecisiveness inherited panic inherited taken for inherited taken for granted is this from your dad it's from your it's from your mom does it go back further than her no can we clear it yeah so when i clear this i'll clear it from both of you so you have this feeling of being mm -hmm. taken for granted and it actually comes from your mom mm -hmm. it definitely so with when it's inherited, I'll, I'll just do a few extra swipes to make sure I get it from everybody. Okay. If you have any siblings or anything that have inherited, they'll it'll go from them too. Yeah. So did we clear it? Yeah, good. Can we clear more? Okay, can we clear any more for your heart wall? Yeah, column A, column B, odd row, even row, row two, row four, row six, row four, failure. Okay, low self-esteem is the next one. And is, can we get an age? Okay, before the age of 30, after, okay, after 30, after 35, before 35, 30, 31, 32, 33. That one's from age 33. Hmm. Um, is it related to work? Is it related to relationships? Okay, can we clear it? Yeah, it's more related to relationships rather than work. Mm -hmm. Okay, did we clear it? Yeah, good, can we clear any more? Good, column A, column B, odd row, even row, row two, row four, row six, pride, shame, shock, unworthy. Unworthy is the next one, and can we get an age? Yeah, before the age of 30, yeah, before the age of 20, before the age of 15. Okay, this is an early one, it's before the age of 15, before the age of 10, no, after 10, 10, 11, 12. So unworthy from the age of 12. Mm -hmm. Can we clear it? Yeah. Does that resonate? Yeah, definitely. Okay, did we clear it? Yeah, good. Are there more we can clear? Good. Column A, column B, odd row, even row, row two, row four, depression, frustration, indecisiveness. Okay, indecisiveness is the next one. And can we get an age for the indecisiveness? Yeah, before the age of 30, before the age of 20, before the age of 15, after 15, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, so indecisiveness at age 17. Yeah. Can we clear it? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> which makes sense I think 17 is like that age you're deciding you know what you're going to do decide what you want to do with the rest of your life yeah did we clear it exactly <laughs> did we clear it yeah good can we clear more around your heart okay column A column B odd row even row column A column B odd row even row row 2 row 4 row 6 provide shame okay the next one is shock um, can we get an age for the shock? Yeah, before the age of 30, after 30, after 35, before 35, 30, 31, 32, 32. Yeah, age 32. Mm -hmm. Yeah, does something come to mind for that? Yeah, I don't think I'm ready to share it. <laughs> okay, no worries. So we cleared that. <laughs> wow. Can we clear more? Good, column A, <laughs> column B, odd row, even row. Row two, row four, depression, frustration, indecisiveness, panic, taking for granted, inherited. Okay, the next one, sorry, my microphone, I mean, the headphones keep hitting. Um, 
This is another inherited one. So is it inherited depression, inherited frustration? Inherited frustration, and is this from your dad? It's from your dad. Mm -hmm. Does it go back further than him? It actually goes back further than him. Does it go? Did he get it from his mom? From his? It goes. He got it from his dad. Does it go back further than that? No. So mm -hmm. your dad has frustration, and that came from his dad. Definitely. And then they pass it on to you. Can we clear it? Yeah. So we'll clear this from all of you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Even your grandpa, wherever he is now, whether he's alive or not, it'll be cleared energetically. Wow. Yeah, he has passed on, but I've always felt very, very close to him, even now. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay, can we clear more? Good. Column A, column B, odd row, even row, row two, row four, row six, pride, shame, shock, unworthy. Okay, unworthy again. And um, can we get an age for this one? Yeah, before the age of 30, before the age of 20, after 20, after 25, before 25, 20, 21, 22, 23. Okay, so unworthy at the age of 23. And do we need to know more? No, can we clear it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So something happened at 23 that also brought up unworthiness. Yeah, I'd have to look at old journals, but yeah, early 20s were rough. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, it's good that you have journals. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Can we clear more? Good. Column A, column B, odd row, even row, row one, row three, row five, conflict, great insecurity, terror, unsupported, wishy-washy. Is this inherited? Another inherited one. So it's good. We're clearing a lot of inherited stuff. Inherited conflict, inherited creative insecurity, inherited terror, inherited unsupported. Inherited feeling unsupported. Did you get this from your dad, from your, mo from your mom? Does it mm -hmm. go back further than her? No. Can we clear it? Yeah. So at some point in your mom's life, she felt unsupported. And when mm -hmm. you were conceived, she passed that on to you. Yep. Two, three. This is really good that we're clearing all this from the heart. You'll, I think you'll really feel it tonight or tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Good, 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 good. Okay, good. Can we clear any more? Okay, so that's it for today. Can we clear any more around your heart? No. Okay, so it's not going to let me clear any more today. Um, and when I say it, it's your subconscious. <laughs> it's like I've had enough. <laughs> we did some good work. We did some good work. I usually get about 10 in a session. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'll really feel this one. So definitely keep me posted and let me know. Okay, so this just reminds me, going back to what you said earlier, you know, you're into this, this is fascinating to you, but you never actually wanted to participate in it. Like, that's how I feel, like, right now, but I'm also, like, so incredibly grateful that you just did all of that for me and, you know, my, my oh, family. What is it? I mean, yeah. how, do you, how do you fully embody this, this life where you are? You do get messy. You do, you know, tire your, your, your brain out with, with all of these extra century things that you're getting into how do you yeah. I guess my question is like how do you do it without feeling overwhelmed and and just burnt out um so me personally or just you as in like people well you and then on the greater scale as well because I think this is important work for all of us to try and to try and strive for yeah um I think for me it's just giving yourself what you need and so like there's times where I just need a full day of meditation or I just need a full day of doing nothing or playing with my cat or like something like that. And so just give yourself exactly what you need. And I think people, I don't know, there's so many limitations where people think that they can't do something. You know, I was in Mexico last week 
and um, visiting my friend Brian Ikar, who was also a speaker at the biohacking conference. And and you know, we're I ha- I had a dream um, my last night there that I was at a I was speaking at, at like a conference or something, and there was a guy in the dis uh, like reaching into a display case that we all thought had because it was like a museum kind of setup. We all thought it had a glass, so nobody was reaching in and touching. Mm. And he just like reached in and touched and and like grabbed something, one of the things on the display, and every it just created pandemonium. Like everybody was like, "Oh my god, we didn't know you could do that." Mm-hmm. And so I think that there was it's this thing about like limits that aren't even there that we think are there you know there was this study it's so similar to there was a study Deepak Chopra talks about this he was at our modern nirvana conference he was the person that we honored um in October at our conference and he and he said you know he was talking about a study where um they had flies in a container and they they always had a lid on the container so they never flew out well eventually they took the lid off the scientists did, and this the, most of the flies, like ninety percent of them, stayed in the container mm. because they had this uh, they had this perception that the lid was still there and that they couldn't escape, but they were free to go. And I think that people are like that too. And we put up these for some reason, like, oh, I can't be a singer, oh, I can't be an author, oh, I can't do. But it's like, why? And who says? And wh- why is there this glass that you think is there that's not actually there? You know, and so I think that the biggest thing is to remove that glass, whether it's through like p- seeing people like me and the work that I do, where I'm literally clearing these blocks from people, and then eventually they go, "Oh my God, I can't believe it was so easy!" And my like everything is just in that area working again, or you know, doing your own work. Like for example, with you, I usually don't clear inherited emotions in a first session unless it's like a very spiritual person or somebody who meditates or has done a lot of work on themselves has done breath work, has addressed their own trauma. So like with Mm -hmm. you, we already cleared in one session, like three inherited emotions, because usually it's like you've done so much work and the things that are left are just the things that you've inherited from family members. I think that a big thing is just to really question. and, And if you need to take three days off of work, give yourself permission to do that and do that and figure out exactly what it is that you're dealing with. Because a lot of people go, I know something's coming up, but I have work, so I'm just going to sweep it under the rug. But it's like, you mm-hmm. know what? Take two days off work and sit with yourself at home and meditate and journal and make tea and light candles and think about what it is that you actually want, what's blocking you, because all just sweeping it under the rug is not going to help. And that's actually why plant medicine helps so many people is it forces you to just face all the things that you've just been ignoring, ignoring, ignoring. It just all comes right up. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I didn't, I didn't purge at all until like my tenth session. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. But you are officially. You're. You said you're officially done with that now. You've gotten all the lessons from it. Oh yeah. I, I never think anybody's fully done, but I actually don't want to like. I don't want to like you said about Shaman Durek's family members. Like I don't want to go crazy, and I don't want to like I've. Mm-hmm. I already am so steeped into like these two worlds and I kind of go between mm-hmm. the two like physical and spiritual that I just I'm happy yeah. just living my life in the physical for right now and you know taking what I've learned and just integrating it into my life. Yeah. So what's what's next for you? What's what's next on the docket? What what's exciting for you coming up next? 
So, um, I did just shoot a TV show that I'm not even able to talk about, unfortunately, yet. But um, we're, we'll find out, uh, hopefully, end of this month, if it goes on to be a full series. And if it does, then I'll be shooting that for the next few months. Wow. And I think the most exciting thing is that the company that I started with my co-founders, Kat and Bryant, um, Kat Graham and Bryant Wood, we, it's called Modern Nirvana, which we've mentioned. Um, we have our next conference um, in Florida on October 23rd, I think it is. And so we're just getting into setting that up and, and it's just incredible. The sponsor is Leela Quantum. I don't know if you got a chance to get familiar with them at the biohacking conference, but they're incredible. So to round out the interview, Frank, what is the final message that you would like to leave with the listener about the nature of your work, about, you know, the, how you live your life? What do you want them to walk away with? I would say that you are in control of your life and just always know that and that your thoughts and the words that you say and all of this stuff that might seem so blasé and unimportant are actually creating your life. And all the limitations that we think are there can be removed, can be cleared to a certain extent. And you're definitely worth it. You're worth taking that time for yourself. I know like with my sister, who's a mom of two little kids, she always says like, I'll buy her a facial as a gift and she won't redeem it for like seven months. And it's okay to like find the time and, and take what you need and to ask for what you need. So that's all I would, I would say to people. And um, yeah, and if you want and you're interested in spirituality and health and wellness and like really learning from incredible, incredible speakers like Deepak Chopra, like um, Dave Asprey, who was our keynote speaker at our conference last year, then I would definitely say um, check out Modern Nirvana on our website and there's a mailing list and you can sign up and, and we'll let you know when the next conference is happening and all the details because it'll be really awesome. And I'd love for you to be there too, Liz. Oh, absolutely. Count me in. And and where can our listener find out more about you online? Give us your Instagram and all of that. Yeah. So my Instagram is, well, you can just search for Frank Elaridi, E-L-A-R-I-D-I, or my handle is at F, like Frank, Elaridi, E-L-A-R-I-D-I. Um, or frankelleridi.com, and that's where people book sessions. Um, you can also DM me on Instagram and book a session that way. So, yeah, I love I love hearing from people and, and clearing. Every time I do a clearing for someone, I feel like I did it for myself too. That's how connected we all are. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm so grateful. Uh, I really didn't expect that, so, so thank you. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, thank you for your work, and... Um... Keep, keep pushing on because the world needs more people like you. Truly. Thank you. Thank you so, 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 so much. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast.